Welcome to the UFTA Podcast. Hosted by Emily O'Connor and Jordan Rudolph. The UFTA Podcast brings you a surprisingly fresh take on everyday topics in health, fitness, and everything in between. We want to open the door to explore new information and new solutions in a way that's easy for you to understand and apply to your own life. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UFTA Podcast, Season 3, Episode 1. We're starting a brand new season. Uh, your hosts stay the same. I'm Jordan Rudolph. And I'm Emily O'Connor. And we are here. We're back better than ever, all the things. Uh, back on to Season 3. And we're going to continue with kind of like a short suite right directly to the path. We appreciate your patience, patience on our hiatus through travel, sickness, and health. Uh, and all the things that Emily and I have went through, mostly just the uh, sickness part on my side, a um, little bit of travel for both of us, and health has always been good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah, it's it's good to be back. It was nice to, I think you could probably agree, nice to travel a bit, kind of yeah. get out of lacrosse a bit, um, And but it's good to be back here recording with, with all of you uh, and sitting down with you, Jordan, as well, because we haven't, haven't done it in a minute. Yes, it's been, it, it is, it has been a minute. And um, we were just kind of getting ready for the show and kind of setting up what season three could look like. Um, and again, we don't really have these predetermined and how long they're going to go and how they're going to play out, but we have ideas that we want to get on the show and, and, and we're, we're looking for a little bit more uh, of the same style we've been doing. But also we've had a lot of um, big name people like in the nation want to get on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be cool. Like, I we're going to have, like, not local people, but, like, big people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, we'll see where it takes us. We're going to still follow the roots of delivering you uh, a surprisingly fresh take on the topic that we're covering, um, and we'll try to make it a little bit more singular topic on each episode, because I think that's end up working a little bit better, too. I think so. Let's us get on less tangents, and mm-hmm. the listeners don't have to listen to us ramble on about three different things we can just focus on one yes still ramble but focus on one yes yes so what is our surprisingly fresh take season three episode one today we are going to be talking about not just functional fitness not just practical fitness but applied fitness and when we go through those terms mm-hmm. um let's just take a moment and I'm getting this from from you, learning mm-hmm. this from you, because I'm doing the golf pain-free seminar. I'm polishing it up right now. Yes. And you uh, put together the backbone of that for me very nicely, so I appreciate that. But one of the things that you led with was defining terms. Mm-hmm. So uh, how would we define functional fitness? How would we define practical fitness? And I think this is the first time I've heard the coined term applied fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go through those definitions of each of those. And, and functional fitness, I think, is a, a word that was kind of buzzy when, like, even when I first started training, like, 11 years ago, like, it was kind of there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't really understand it, but a lot of people knew it was kind of something. And I think that the not knowing thing led people to, like, really go to it. And, of course, it's kind of like hit. It's like high-intensity interval. Like, oh, what's that? I don't know much about it. So everything I'm going to do is going to be a high-intensity interval. And now everything I do is therefore going to be functional fitness. And I think the original definition was it was just supposed to be fitness that is, a, that is essentially helping your everyday life. I, I agree. I think that's where it started. And I remember kind of around that same time when I was working in 
like more corporate, we would look up like the trends and like what would like where the industry was headed for that year. And for a while there around that time, maybe even later heading in towards like 2015, 2016, functional fitness was like at the top. And I think it became, like you said, that marketing buzzword where now we might not see it as much because it's kind of that like umbrella term. There's so many different things that people have used the term functional fitness to define. But at that base root, like you said, coming back to fitness that can be applied to your life and training in such a way that it's functional for the everyday. It might not include, to kind of give some specific examples, might include less machines and more free weights or more body weight movements and compound exercises and less single joint exercises. I think all kind of fall within some of the definitions of that. And not to knock on functional fitness nor CrossFit, but CrossFit was then, I think, deemed almost like the king and queen of functional fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, And they made everybody think that they should be doing, you know, uh, snatches, cleans, clean and jerks, overhead, wall climbs, all these, all these like crazy things that only the best in the world can do to be functional, like to be, to be, to be their everyday life. So people got it in their head that they had to do something like that to also, like, it was almost like people went down a rabbit hole of how fancy and how like crazy they could make things look just to say it was a functional fitness. Cause it helped me reach up in my cupboard and like put a cup, cup back. Yes, right? combination movements, balancing yeah. on things that we yes. shouldn't be balancing on. Yes. Right? I'm sure everyone can probably, things come to mind when yeah. we start talking about this. Doing kickflips on a skateboard with yes. 300 pounds on your back and the chains hanging. Yeah, like the guy, the I can't remember his name, but he does it on Instagram. Like, it's funny, but like, he's also like, oh, this was fitness 10 years ago and this is today's fitness. And mm-hmm. it's like all this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So functional fitness was that. It was supposed to be how does it help you function in your everyday life. And um, as people do, as humans do, uh, they take what they hear and they take it to the most drastic effect possible on what they think it should be and basically ruin it. Um, That's what humans do. That's what people do. So then comes this term from uh, a mentor that you and I have Mm -hmm. uh, called practical fitness. And And it's basically stemming off of an episode that we did in season two of Minimum Effective Dose, but it's... It's what's practical for your fitness. And keep in mind, everybody, your fitness is personal to you. It is your fitness. It is, it is what you make it and what you need it to be. Um, there's obviously gold standards that we can kind of apply to it, but it's also your fitness. Like, what do you need to be fit to do? Practical fitness is what's the minimum amount that you need to do to be, be able to do all of those things. Yeah, I think the big kind of key there in how... Our mentor defines that uh, is doing what you need to achieve your goals and nothing more. Yes. So you're right in that Goldilocks zone, so to speak, of nothing more than you need, nothing less than you need, just what you need to achieve your goals. And that kind of sets you up for success both in achieving your goals, but also training in a way that fits your lifestyle best as well. Yeah. And, 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 And an example of that is if it says... Like, hey, your workout today says 3 by 10 goblet squat or 3 by 10 back, back squat. And, and one would argue that a back squat is probably not practical. Um, you're not trying to do a fourth set or a fifth set. Or if it says goblet squat, we don't need to do the back squat. Like the back squat is not practical for what you need it to be done. 
and 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 he's and, and Sean's used examples of a back squat before, mm-hmm. and and he, and he and he said like there there's no reason why the back squat PR is any way, shape, or form going to help you with X, Y, or Z. Like mm-hmm. it's it's more of an ego-driven thing, and if you're not training for a sport that's requires a lower body strength, like maybe like football, um, you you shouldn't need to also do a one RM back squat PR. Right, or or a lot of one RM or one RM in general. Right, yeah. They tend to be like you said, a lot of more ego driven, mm-hmm. and really practical fitness comes down to redefining like what is your goal, mm-hmm. and why is that your goal? If your goal is to live life and go travel and have, be able to have energy to play with your grandkids, how heavy do we need to squat to be able to do that? Yeah, it's probably not one rep max it's probably not hundreds of pounds yeah it's just what we need to be able to do to get stronger and that's where that individualization piece comes in yep and what we do here that is that is where custom training truly comes in right because if everything's functional that's not on a machine and can be argued as such which is fair practical is where what is custom to you Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. that's already what we've we've been doing that like people are just now getting to the party and you would, you would obviously, you're shaking your head right now, M. For yes, the listeners would, that can't verbally, see it, verbally, yes, I yeah, would agree. It, it, like adamantly, verbally, like she's shaking her head hard. One uh, RM, by the way, is one rep max. I forgot to say that earlier, and Emily kind of touched on it, and I forgot to define that acronym. But anyway, going back to it, uh, practical fitness is custom fitness, mm-hmm. and and it's what do we need to do to to get the job done of whatever it is that your goals are. Uh, we're taking that a step further because we've been doing practical fitness. Emily and I have both been doing it for 11 years, 10 plus years. I've been doing it for 11. Emily's over 10. Um, that is how Unity Fitness was spawned eight years ago. Like we started with practical fitness as in we were already doing functional fitness. We were taking it to the next level. And there are people in the nation now uh, taking notice on us and they're asking us for help. And a lot of these people that are asking for help, that we are very grateful to be in an opportunity to help them, are people that came from boot camps and CrossFits because boot camps and CrossFits are not getting the job done for practical fitness. And they're realizing that, so they're looking for better education and better know-how and better leaders to help them basically get to a point where they can help their people and not hurt their people and do practical stuff, not just, hey, we're doing 10 minutes of as many burpees as possible hey, we're going to do this for 16 minutes. You're going to do as many rounds as possible of barbell press, squat press overhead, run a mile, 10 pull-ups, 20 push-ups, go. Like, like that, that, that's not practical. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just burning people out for the most part, um, unless you're competing um, or sick and twisted. So now we're taking it to another level of applied fitness. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes in a couple different realms, but part of it is, taking what you're doing in the gym and applying it to your real world, which I think was the original definition of functional fitness, but we're adding in the custom piece to it and the intention behind it. That's applied fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, like you mentioned, that I think that's where functional fitness might have roots and perhaps got lost along the way, but also where that custom piece really comes into play and diving into what do you want to be able to do. So why, like I've always said, I don't really care how much you squat, but if your goal is to pick up your grandkid who's 25 pounds, we best be squatting at least 25 pounds, if not more, because that's gonna be a controlled weight. So as we go to apply our fitness, we can take a lot of these 
functional fitness movements, this practical fitness programming and apply it into situations where you're doing a movement like a squat. You're rotating to shovel. Yeah, raking is probably more, uh, let's put raking. We'll scratch no the more shovel. Words, no, more shovel no more shovel yeah. words. No more shovel words. But rotating to rake or to shovel. You guys should have saw the fear in Emily's eyes when she said the word shovel there. <laughs> Shoveling dirt, Got not it. snow. There you go. Mulch, dirt. <laughs> right. Sod. But taking those movement patterns and applying them then and using those principles and intentional movement to your life outside the gym. Functional fitness plus practical fitness equals applied fitness. Yeah. Is what was what I got there. I, I think so. Yeah. Right? We have the movement piece, we have the custom piece, and now we get into applying both together. Yeah, and the only thing I would I would if we need to change it, but I think it's implied in the word applied fitness is the intention piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically what we're saying there is we're taking in uh, the ability for you to function like a, like a human body and a human being should function and be able to do. So we're looking at it from making sure muscles are working the way they're supposed to, the body's mechanics are doing what they're able to, uh, able to, and we're building a program that's practical for what you need it to be in your everyday life to be pain-free, physically free from any type of restrictions, to do what you want to do, how you want to do it, the way you want to do it, with intention behind this, the programming, the custom program that's designed for you in the gym that is then carried over directly into how you need it to be able to be done in your life outside of the gym. The stuff that we do in the gym doesn't necessarily make you better in the gym. It should also translate over outside. Is that it? I agree. All right, end of episode. We're done. See you guys next week for episode... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was going to let you keep running on See how far you went. It would have went blank because we haven't walked out. (laughs) Um, But that's it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's it, right? So what Unity Fitness is, what Unity Fitness does, is us giving a definition to it. Mm -hmm. We are introducing this word. I asked Emily when I came in, and I I, I started laughing before I even could get it out because I was was like, oh, shit, we might be onto something. Um... I've never heard of applied fitness before. Mm-mm. I haven't until yeah. you walked in an hour ago yeah, half, and said, yeah. what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, so we're introducing this term. Mm-hmm. We're introducing this definition. But we feel like it should be introduced because this is this is how we do things. Mm-hmm. And this is how we've always done things. We've just continued to get better at that. Like there's gyms in the world that are just now joining this party. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's different types of gyms out there. There's the F45s, the Orange Theories the boot camps, the CrossFits, all of these things that are going through there. And they're now realizing like, oh, we should have been doing this all along. We're trying to do this all along, but they're too boot campy. They're too CrossFit-y. They're too Orange Theory-y. They're too, they're too in, in drenched in their things. So what they have to do is completely rebrand and remodel to be able to do this, mm-hmm. to change function. And we're always like, we're, 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 we're kind of like, yeah, this is just what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And these are the people that are reaching out for, for to us for help mm-hmm. and asking us how the hell we do this because... Mm-hmm. They don't know how, and this is all we've ever done. Yeah. And I remember, I remember eight years ago, M, we were um, being challenged by one of our members who was uh, also my small business development coach, um, and they did their due diligence in doing the marketing research. And she said two things to me. Number one, uh, pitch me on joining your gym right now. And I did, and she goes, not interested. You got to be better. I'm like. No, I'm gonna, you're going to be interested when you decide that you're ready to join a gym, you're going to come to us because of what I just told you. And she goes, huh. And I said, and I said yeah. I said, so when you're ready, you, we'll be here. You know where to find me. 
And guess what happened a few years later? She's still a member today, four years from now. This was four years ago, four years ago now, four years today. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still a member here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I still remember when she walked in, I'm like, what are you doing here? And and I met her, right. I was like one of the perfect moments where I came in from the back and I saw as she walked in, why are you here? And I knew right away. Mm-hmm. And she did too. She gave me the smirk. But the other thing that she said to me is, what makes you better than your competitors? What makes you different than your competitors? Because mm-hmm. there's, when we did our research, we saw uh, CrossFit is huge. And, 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 it, and it was at the time, eight years ago. Like, it's, it's still as big, but not as big. Like, CrossFit, there, there was 10 gyms opening a week worldwide CrossFit at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Huge. It was massive. Yeah, massive. Thank you, ESPN. Thank you, CrossFit, for making fitness fun again, for making fitness fitness again and bringing it back to life. Because before CrossFit, it was dead. What that also did was put another uh, big stamp on boot camps. Like, for people that didn't want to do CrossFit but still wanted to do high-intensity uh, boot camps came back. Mm-hmm. So uh, when all those things were happening in my marketing research and my analysis and I was being challenged on this, she said, what makes you different? And I said, we can withstand all the trends. We can withstand the high intensity interval trend. We can withstand the CrossFit. We can withstand the boot camp because what we're doing is uh, applied and custom to every day, everybody's life. Mm-hmm. Eight years later, we are still here doing this thing and we are doing it better than what we were eight years ago. And we have the education, especially over this last year, mm-hmm. that uh, has, has gone through the roof, that we can do it better than ever. We can handle people uh, and, and what they're coming in with better than ever. Where before, we would have turned them down mm-hmm. with nerve issues, with uh, tendon issues and joint issues. We can now take them in and start them on this applied fitness track that takes them to where they want to be. Mm-hmm. I like what you said there about withstanding the trends and it ties back into a previous episode where we were talking about principles and methods and I think this applied fitness is something that can use aspects of all of those other things. We're not locked into one way of training. There isn't one thing that we do. There's many methods that we use to get there and what those are is that custom piece where we can have some high intensity. We might have something that looks very similar to a boot camp, but the reason why we're doing it and how we are specifically applying it to that person is completely individualized to them. We might have something that looks like a CrossFit style workout, but same thing that is for a very specific group and population and a specific person at that, an individualized thing. And I think that's where we stand out and taking it to that next level draws back even further into something else we said previously is that intention behind it and when people come here everyone trains with that intention behind it everyone we know as coaches we know their why we know why they're here and that why carries over into the intention so the little things that might seem trivial like breathing like core positioning like posture sitting at your desk to use an outside of the gym example, all matters a heck of a lot more when you know why you're doing it in the first place and how that helps you achieve your bigger goals. Yeah, and that's and it's and it's just the this it's almost the simplicity in how we can use fundamental movement patterns to make sure that they are um, applied the right way. So like you just said like the breathing, the posture stuff, 
the learning how to glute bridge correctly where you can get your spine stable, your core active, and then use your glutes appropriately to actually get your hips fully pushed forward and extended mm -hmm. rather than your low back. Mm -hmm. Like rewiring the brain and then making sure that that sticks mm -hmm. on a fundamental pattern of habitual stuff and um, almost like the new way the brain, the body has to move so that it's done that way when you stand mm -hmm. as well. Uh, so when you pick up the kid, when you pick up your groceries, when you pick up the mulch bag, mm -hmm. when you do those things, you're using your glutes and your hips the way you're supposed to, not putting compression and pressure in your low back or spine mm -hmm. and, and doing things like that. Like that's, that's where applied fitness that we coach and do here at, at Unity comes in. And that's where we've always felt fitness should be. Like we've always kind of been in that realm. Um, we say all this and it's not like we, we don't train people to be badasses or strong. Like strength training is the backbone of our entire existence. Mm -hmm. And we feel like the stronger the body can be, the more it can do. And we use strength training for mobility, for core, for overall strength, everything in between. And it's how we test the body and make sure that what we're doing is working and sticking and it's how we hit safe. Mm -hmm. So uh, our people here end up not only becoming better pain-free, physically free, stronger, they also become more resilient. They don't get hurt as often. Mm -hmm. And when they do get hurt, if it happens, they bounce back much quicker. Yes. So that sounds like a pretty good gig in, mm -hmm. in all things considered, right, from a fitness right. standpoint. Um, and we can do it all without burning somebody out. Mm -hmm. without drilling them to the floor where they can barely leave the gym or they're sore for four or five days or they have to be doing a barbell uh, and, and having to do a power clean or a power snatch or something like that overhead. Like we, we can do those things. We can program those things. We can do those things, but we, we don't need to to get to where we need to, to get people to where they need to. And now we know long-term, after doing this for eight years, we know how to do this with people and how to get them to where we want them to be and how we can continue to develop them over time. Like, that's the coolest part, right? Yeah. Like, this isn't just a thing where it's not weight loss. We're like, oh, in 30 days, you're going to be pain-free, and then, you know, good luck. Maybe you'll gain it all back or you'll get pain back. This is something where, like, we're going to keep you pain-free, but we're going to keep you progressing and keep going. And weight loss happens to be a part of it, like we've said it before. Mm -hmm. Every gym should get you stronger. Every gym should help you with weight loss. That is a given thing. You shouldn't just be looking for gyms for weight loss anymore. Yeah. All gyms help you with that. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, ditto to everything you just said, right? Like it, it is what we do. We're now just defining the term behind it and mm -hmm. naming it mm -hmm. in, in one umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Took a while. Mm -hmm. That's all Took right. Took a while to get there, <laughs> but we're there. So applied fitness is what we do at Unity Fitness. Mm -hmm. We, we, we apply it to your everyday life. We apply it to your sport. We apply it to your goals. That's, that's how we do fitness here. That's, that's, and it's the definition of what we said earlier. It's the combination of functional fitness and practical fitness put into a plan that is specific and customized to you with the intention of making whatever it is that we're doing better by applying it directly to that goal. Yeah. For life or sport. Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever your goals may be and however they may change. Cool. There's obviously no, tons of other ways that you can do fitness. Mm -hmm. This is just happens to be how we do it here. Uh, we view it's 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 the, I, I would say the right way. Like we we view this as how fitness should be. It shouldn't be what the what the mainstream media puts it out there to be sometimes. And um, it also shouldn't always have to be like the most difficult, hardest thing you've ever done in your life. Like mm -hmm. it'll challenge you, 
but it needs to to change you and it should test you but it needs you to it needs to 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 create um this new version this better version but it's not something that should be completely daunting and and like irrelevant agreed agreed yeah it should meet you where you're at i think Mm -hmm. is a core thing that we do here as well um but also something that you shouldn't have to strive to do what other people are doing just because other people are doing it your fitness your practical fitness should look like where you're at as you then take it into applied fitness and do it in your life yeah love it so that's applied fitness that's what you should be working on if you're listening to this if you're part of unity you already are if you're not uh just the the easiest thing you can do is just taking more intention into how you're doing what you're doing and asking yourself will this help me towards my goal mm-hmm. right and 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 if your answer is a 500 pound back squat maybe maybe that's your goal or if your answer is i got to burn a thousand calories on a treadmill today for something uh maybe but there's literally a thousand easier ways for you to do that to apply better to your goal um and, and going that route so if you're somebody that's struggling to find the applied fitness route and you're listening to this let us know we can have a conversation whether it's in person or online or Zoom, however you want to do it. Uh, Emily had a call this morning with somebody in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody in Puerto Rico like cool. had a phone consult. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, and, and like I said, we're, we're, we're expanding. We could almost say international again. Almost. We're close. Yeah. We've, we've been international at points as our members have traveled across the <laughs> yeah. world, but currently I think everyone is within the, the boundaries of the United States. Yeah. Not cool enough yet. We're getting there. But anyway, let us know. Let us know how we can help. If you're somebody who's already with us, let us know how we can help make things better on that end or help you understand it better too. Um, Have those conversations with us because that's what we're here for. Yep. Agreed. Surprisingly fresh take on what fitness is. Yep. Boom. Thank you guys so much. We're glad to be back. We're happy to be back. Uh, All the things. Season 3 is starting off with a bang. We hope that you have enjoyed it as much as we have. Uh, We will see you next week with episode 2. And Emily's going to tell you to do all the things that I forget. (laughs) Make sure that you share this episode with someone who you think might benefit from it. Rate, subscribe, download, leave us a review, all those awesome things. Check us out. Connect with us on social media as well. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you very much for tuning in, as always. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody.